You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. I didn't have coffee all day. Wow. This is the first of the day. So that's why I'm a little lagged, a little little behind, not quite <laughs> as sharp as I should be. <laughs> yeah. The internet is working great. It's just us that are lagging. That's right. Of course, it is only 730 in the morning. <laughs> oh, man. So you made it through a couple days. Everything okay? Oh, yes. Good. Good. I'm just waiting for that day when you say no. The bottom fell out. Things are things are desperate. I need help. I'm waiting for that. I day. haven't been that way in a long, long time. Praise the Lord. Oh, I haven't been that way probably in 35 years. The last time I was <laughs> there, I with the noose around my neck, I was walking out of your office <laughs> saying, "I got to get out of here. I got to go to a country far, far away." And I did. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, it's great to be back with you. Hey, aren't you glad God called us to the ministry? Amen. I'm telling you, I can't imagine that I had oh. done anything else in my life. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else. It's the greatest joy yeah. and privilege. Well, I had an incident here where my wife wanted to get some new countertops, and so um, the guys that put the countertops in said, okay, we'll do it, but you have to disconnect all the plumbing and we have a garburator and dishwasher and all that kind of stuff. And I said, yeah, I think I can do that. So I called one of the guys in the church <laughs> who's a retired plumber, and I said, hey, could you come over and show me how to do this? Because I'm an idiot. I said, I'm a preacher. I am not a plumber. I said, if I watch you do it, I, I can probably figure it out. So he came over, crawled underneath, said, this is what you do, undo this and that. So this morning... Um, my wife goes, hey, those guys are coming over today. And I said, okay, I, I got to get that done. And I had to go to uh, an appointment and trying to work some flights and all that. And I start rushing. And if I didn't mess that thing up, I, <laughs> I twisted a copper pipe going to the faucet and bent it. And, That's not and then, oh, no. And then, you know, some, something else. So I called the plumber guy and I said, hey, man, could you please come over here please help me so while he's coming over i'm trying to free the sink from the existing countertop and it's it's one of those stone sinks you know it's like a yes. stone material black stone and i chipped the thing i took a big old chunk out of it i was sick to my stomach i thought what in the world and so fortunately the plumber guy said i can help you uh the guys came in with the counter and said don't worry we can take care of it everything looks fantastic but i learned this God did not call me to be a plumber. <laughs> For sure. Oh, carpenter maybe, but no plumbing for me. Unbelievable. So that's the kind of day it was. So, um, you know, we left off talking on Monday about ministry and the call of God. The next step, obviously, is getting some training. Yes. What kind of training? What kind of training did you get? And would you recommend? Maybe, maybe there's some training you missed that you could say, you know, I wish I'd have had that. Any of that for our listeners? 
Not much because being called young, you know, I was 13. And so I had a, I had a ways to go in high school of knowing that my course was set. And Mm -hmm. so, um, just the Lord helped many, many different things and in many different ways. Like, for example, we had to have two languages to graduate. I don't know if that's still true in, uh, uh, in Ohio, but at the time whenever I graduated. And so we had to have one semester, and there was about four or five of us in our class, and let alone juniors also that were called to preach. And we talked the principal into doing a Greek class. So, wow. I mean, I took wow. Greek in in, uh, in high school, you know, as a second wow. language because we, we were like, well, we'll probably have to learn some of this in, in college anyway, you know. So um, I think Bible college is very important, mainly because yes. yep. um, if we're talking about young people, most of the time you need to get away from home and yep. learn to establish yourself as an individual and maybe even a family later uh, to where you become your own entity. Because even if you never get married and you're in the ministry, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to basically stand on your own two feet and you're going to have to be responsible to the Lord, just you and not your parents and not anything else. So in, in our society today, I know a lot of people are, are, I don't know, seems to be a uh, a fad of preachers wanting to make, you know, derogatory comments about Bible college. But, you know, people going to Bible college as a great whole of, of the people that are there, they're just out of high school. So, you know, they're not always going to be all serious and somber. Mm-hmm. You know, now the, mm-hmm. the real serious ones are generally the married men that yeah. uh, they're they're gone and you know they they've probably a little bit older a little bit more mature maybe late 20s into their 30s and so they're they're pretty well set and determined and you know that's that's a complete different level of maturity than mm-hmm. you know some guy 18 19 you know just you know flying down the road on the highway you know after graduation so um, yeah. You know, I th- I think it's very good. I don't think it's the only thing that you should do. I do not believe that college is the only way to prepare. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I will tell you that in my experience, the guys that were a little bit of a goof off in college uh, seem to survive the ministry a little better than those guys that were really straight laced and, you know, there was no fun. It was all business. Um you know, not that some of those didn't do well, but guys that guys that could have a little bit of fun, you know, did all right too. So, and I think we're both living examples of that. Um, you were a much better student than I was for sure, but uh, we both had fun in college. And and the thing about college is, some of my best friendships, lifelong friendships, were made in college. Uh, some of my longest mm-hmm. lasting friendships were college or shortly thereafter my my training in Cleveland that's that's where my friendships came from mm-hmm. and so that was good for me to get away I had to leave home had to leave the country uh, to get some of that training so that's that's awesome so yeah college is a great start uh, some are doing online 
college, which, I mean, that's good if you can't afford to go or if your pastor can use you in your church. But I do like the idea of getting away for a little bit and finding out who you are and believing what you believe, not just what your parents have told you or, you know, you've you've kind of just accepted your whole life. Uh, it's just good to solidify it in your own heart and mind. So I would definitely do that. And then there I would... may be some extenuating circumstances, you know, uh, maybe a mm-hmm. high school kid, maybe he's got a single mom who yep. uh, he's the only person in the family and maybe she's got some health concerns. And so maybe yeah. it would be better for him to stay home, work, mm-hmm. take care of her and go to some online things, you know. So, you know, every situation right. is different. But I, I do mm-hmm. think I agree with you. I think generally you need to get away from home and learn to grow up because that's mm-hmm. part of the college uh, maturing process is you maturing as an adult besides mm-hmm. maturing in the things of God. Right. After college, I then think that it is imperative that a young man train for, you know, I used to say two years, but I was I was four and a half years in Cleveland. And I think that was a great time for me. I could have gone the full five, maybe even six years uh, to get that training. What what an awesome training I got. It was it was incredible. And I would say this and I see a lot of young guys do this. Don't don't just go to any church for your training. Go to a church that is a growing, thriving ministry. Uh, there are a lot of guys that, you know, when they're 60, 65, think, I'll have a young guy come in, I'll train him for three or four years, and then I'll turn it over to him. And if that if that church is maybe stagnated a little bit, or maybe they're just not seeing a lot, I, I and I you know, you may have a different opinion than that. That's great. But I just think I wanted to get trained by people that were seeing God moving in their ministry. And so I was a little selective in that. And when Cleveland called, I mean, that was everything I was looking for in training. And I got to do so many things. My father-in-law was so good to let me touch any part of the ministry I wanted. And then to be able to work with you, I mean, what an awesome opportunity to work with a guy just a little bit older than me, but that had you know experience. It was fun, and it was productive, and it was it was everything I hoped it would be in my training. But not only did I get that from you, there were there were guys there. There was Brother Folger Sr. and and Brother Kevin Folger. Those guys added a whole different dynamic. Mm-hmm. And even like Brother Beaver, um, Brian Starr, all of those guys, people from Cleveland will know that. All of those guys added something to my training. And man, I really appreciated that. Yeah. I, I think it may be advisable to, to do that, but I've I've also known some some guys that went straight out of college and started a church or pastored yeah. a church and they never missed a beat. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, while you are being trained, while you are learning, um, the Lord will begin to hone down where he wants you for the next step. You know, so if we're talking mm-hmm. to high school students today, and you don't know where you're going to college, don't worry about it. The Lord will show you. Keep praying. Be mm-hmm. earnest. He'll show you. If you're a freshman in college and you don't know where you're going to serve in the ministry, don't worry about it. 
He's gonna He's gonna yeah. show you. You know, keep praying, mm-hmm. pe- keep agonizing in prayer, bathe everything you do with fasting and prayer and seeking the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, and He will make it very clear. You know, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. so we talk in generalities because generally right. we do want a younger guy, somebody 21, 22 years old. Yeah, it's, it's best if you can go somewhere and learn some things and, and maybe somebody sort of point out, uh, don't do that, you know, or don't, don't right. say that. That that wasn't good because this is what can happen. And so that's right. that's helpful, and you may not injure a congregation as severely as, you know, a, a church that has a seasoned pastor that can mm-hmm. recover from, you know, some kind of faux pas or, or uh, you know— uh, just immaturity in the ministry, mm-hmm. but the Lord will show you exactly what it is, and whatever God shows you, He, he will have equipped you to be able to do mm-hmm. that. I would say that if you're going to go straight into a ministry position, a pastorate, I would at least have a good mentor. I'd have somebody that I could call, somebody that I could bounce ideas off, oh, maybe yes. somebody close to you, and meet with them once a week and say, hey, here's the situation. Get that experience on your side, because there are so many things that you don't learn in Bible school. You, you don't learn a lot of the practical aspects of ministry. How to do a wedding properly, how to do a funeral properly, how to do a baptism properly, um, the Lord's Supper. Uh, dealing with marital problems. A lot of that is just not coming out of a textbook. And most colleges don't have the time or um, maybe even facility sometimes to help teach some of those things in a Bible college setting. So I would definitely have a mentor. And, and even after, man, when I became a pastor, I called my father-in-law all the time and oh, yeah. talked to other seasoned men all the time. Hey, I've got a situation. I don't know what to do here. Somebody's leaving the church and I don't know how to handle it. Those were great helps to me, great helps. I was at Cleveland Baptist for 20 years, and when I became the pastor here, I was 40. I graduated early in school, so I graduated from college at 20. And so I was 40 whenever we came here to uh, Columbus. And for the first six or seven years, I never had anyone younger than myself speak. I was always yeah, having yeah. someone in that I can learn from. And then, of course, now that I'm 62, you know, there's been a shift where most everybody who comes in now is younger, you know, because we need some more life and, and things like that, you know. But I really yeah, wanted yeah. to not only have seasoned men in the pulpit, but I also wanted to have the opportunity to learn from them and, and you know, pick their right. brains, so to speak. So, uh, you know, that's another that's another source, too. Let me ask you, have you met um, any men in the ministry that never went to Bible college, but they were trained in their own church or maybe trained in another ministry? Yes, I have. I've met yeah. several, actually. Yeah. I have, too. And I, I've seen good and both are good and bad in both of those situations, to be honest. Um, I've seen some things that were maybe lacking um, in in some of the situations, but I've seen some good things as well. So again, it depends on the individual. I think it depends on the pastor that's doing the training. Um, And I've talked to some of those guys that have done that, and several of them have said, I wish I could have either been trained in a different church and come back, or I had gone to Bible school for a little bit anyways. Most most of those guys would say that. I think I had no one that would say, you know what, I trained in my home church, and it worked great, and things are great. So He was probably it, older, it too. 
Um, he was a little bit, a little bit older. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, you know, whatever works for you, I guess it's, uh, and what, like you said, God leads you into that place. Um, but my experience would be if you can, if you can train under a man who has really had, and we don't like to use the word success, but had, you know, some growth and, and has an exciting program and has some opportunity for you to grow within that. I think that's, I think that's really valuable. Yeah. The principle behind it is walk with, uh, walk with wise men and thou mm-hmm. shalt be wise. And, and the whole discipleship pattern even goes back to the Old Testament prophets. You know, Elijah had a school of the prophets. And so, uh, you know, Elisha had spent time with Elijah learning before he left. And he was thrust into the forefront of the uh, mm-hmm. ministry there in Israel. So um, it, it is important. We need to learn from other people. John Mark of course, had learned yep. from Barnabas and Paul. And so mm-hmm. uh, that that's just a great opportunity to learn. There's not a set time. Uh, generally, you got four years in college, maybe five or six if you're getting a master's. But, uh, you know, we think, up oh, three years, that's it. Four years, that's it. Well, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be different for different people. But uh, right. you need training. You need mm-hmm. training. We all need training. Right. Um, I, I will say this and then ask you a question and close out. Um, I, when I went to school, you know, most everybody had a bachelor of theology degree. I'm seeing a lot more guys getting a graduate of, or a, sorry, a master's of divinity uh, or higher. And I would say for today, probably a master's wouldn't hurt most guys. Uh, if you're going to carry your ministry into any other part of life, like a chaplain's program or counseling, having a master's degree can be a help to you today. And I would maybe suggest doing that. I don't know if you have to stay at school the whole time to do that, but I think it would be you know, good for some guys to do that. I didn't have that. Um, you know, later on in life, I wish I had had that, but I didn't. And I survived and, and did all right. But if you can do it, I think it'd be helped to you. Let me ask you this. What what areas of ministry did you touch in your training before you became a pastor? What areas of ministry did you oh, work wow. in? Bus ministry, youth ministry. Um, i trying to think of everything. Uh, you know, obviously went on a couple of missions trips. Um, mm-hmm. I was a custodian at church. Um, mm-hmm. You know, soul winning. So winning training, teaching children, junior church. Um, Help pro, SMITE program, SMITE program. Yep, yep. Uh, did you work with couples, young couples for a while? No, not in not before I went in the ministry, no. Okay, okay, okay. So I would say the same thing. I did so many different jobs, yes. so many different things. And I'm, I would say this, in your training, do as much as you can and as Amen. many things as you can. Amen. Um, and I used every bit of it. Working on the buses yep. at Cleveland Baptist Church helped me when I had a bus here. I could fix some simple little Amen. things. I knew how to, I knew how they worked. So things like that, it really helped. Good. Anything Amen. else? You can close it out. Well, one thing I was thinking of uh, in First Timothy 3, this is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. And I read a commentary by G. Campbell Morgan, who said, 
not everyone that desires the office has been is really qualified for the office. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not everyone who desires the office has been called to the office. Not everybody who desires the office is someone whom God wants in the office. Mm. So um, I've always tried to be very careful. Uh, I would rather discourage someone from going into the ministry than yeah. encourage someone who hasn't been called by God. And, of course, right. I know you don't need to do either, but uh, I, I think people need to be very, very careful uh, of what they're doing. So uh, this is nothing that's a whim. Uh, this is something that's holy, and uh, it really is a, it's a great honor that the Lord would count us to be faithful to put us Mm -hmm. in the ministry, which means Mm -hmm. he is not going to put unfaithful men in the ministry. Some unfaithful men may go in the ministry, but the Lord hasn't put them there. Right, right. My pastor used to say, you know, they were tough on us in Bible college. They would, they would rip on us, man. If we didn't, if we didn't prepare right, if, you know, we weren't Mm -hmm. doing what we're supposed to do, and he'd say this, he'd say, boys, I'm hard on you now because if you can't take it here, you'll never take it in the ministry. And know that though it's tough here, it'll sometimes be tougher in the ministry. And he would tell, he would tell us, if you can do anything else but preach, go do it. Amen. Great advice. Great advice. I'm Al Stone. I'm in St. Thomas. And uh, I'm, again, so glad that God allowed me 30 years in the pastorate. And now these years of traveling and preaching, man, it's been so good. Thank you, Lord, for letting me do that. I get choked up just thinking about the ministry. (laughs) I know it. I know it. This is Dan Wolven. Please give us a rating review and uh, subscribe to your favorite listening podcast platform. Hey, this is Tim Talks. We'll be back on Friday. We're going to deal with uh, ordination and maybe deputation. We'll see. You'll have to join us Friday to find out. This is the Tim Talks. We're glad you're with us, eh? And we'll look forward to you being with us on Friday. Have a great day. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.